Welcome to another episode of People with Passion for Pets. Today, I am talking to Mark Adams. He is an energy healer that provides remote healing sessions for both pets and humans. Hi, Mark. Welcome to People with Passion for Pets. Hello, Birgit. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I'm so excited for today's interview. I am, too. I'm, I, as I said, I'm always interested to see where these things will go, because unscripted to me is like how life unfolds in a very realistic, natural, organic way. So you are, provide remote energy healing sessions for pets and their humans. Mm -hmm. And it's such a... Um, kind of an unusual way to provide healing. So, but certainly something that I want our audience to know more about. And I know there's a lot of people that might be familiar with energy healing, but yours is uh, also very unique. It's not a Reiki type re healing that some people might be uh, used to. So maybe start out a little bit by explaining to our listeners what it is that you do it has really come together through life's experiences and, and and having been familiar with reiki to a degree and through my own life coaching and healing and then i was introduced to by accident maybe or by destiny to quantum physics and that is really how a lot of this developed it just became one connection to the next yeah and so when we talk energy healing for those who may not be quite as familiar with it there is a yeah. physical body then there is an emotional body and then there is a the energy body correct absolutely 100 so a lot of the physical illnesses also may stem from an energetic imbalance is that a good way to put it maybe I think it's completely absolute. Like, in other words, we're so focused on material reality. What we have right now in our physical realm, our home, our pursuit of food, our pursuit of material security, everything seems to be physical. And in many ways, that's probably by design. So that we're not thinking about the energy body, but we're thinking about this physical domain. The energy field could be up to six feet, sometimes larger around us, but I refer to it as trans-dimensional. It's very, very compacted, and yet it literally has the entire universe in it. So the beauty is every single person has their own en energy field at their own frequency, at their own vibration, but there's probably 99.99 something percent that's the same within your energy field. That's the same within my energy field. Our pet has the same energy field, same exact energy field, different interests and a different level of consciousness, but the same exact energy field. So on the website, I describe um, this unique relationship that we have with our pets. We're talking about we see the pet. We think we chose it. But, but in terms of my pet healing, I am also of the absolute belief that that pet chose us and we are going to heal each other together. Anybody that's that's out there listening to this that has a pet knows that there that there is that relationship, right? That we're not just we're not helping just the pets. In a lot of ways the pets are helping us and they're also teaching us a lot. They're there uh to, you know, bring us to a whole new level 
Um, so going back to the healing process though, so you yeah. offer remote healing sessions and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, they, they are meant to not only heal the relationship, but also if there is a physical uh, imbalance, correct? So maybe talk a little bit about some of the applications that you, uh, some of your patients or some of the cases that you've worked with. Is it arthritis? Is it seizures? What type of um, illnesses could they come to you with and and hope uh, to get help with? Everything. <laughs> Everything. And I don't say it lightly because now with seizures, for instance, I have worked with um, an autistic man who actually the, the family came to me because of seizures. So that is all part of it. I've worked with animals that have had amputations where I'm transferring the what we'd call the phantom limb, which still exists, the energy of that, which is not in the physical form, over to the good leg or whatever, or the, you know, the, the, the limb that needs a little extra, um, oomph, uh, animals that have, that have had any kind of surgery. I actually worked on an animal who's, um, who had a form of cancer. It wasn't allowing the leg to heal. It had uh, what they call histiocytosis. It's a very aggressive cancer. Um, there was a, a woman who came to me, her, her pet was in uh, real triage, meaning, um, this dog had a very particular genetic, um, I don't know if it's a deformity or they don't really know what the, what causes it, but whatever the case was, this dog could not stand, walk or eat on its own. It just kind of oh. went to, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty bad. And, and more than that, um, what, what a pet owner would do is take the pet to the vet, obviously. And this vet was under some kind of whether it was a directive or or the way that the law works in that state, but they were not not going to release the pet back to the owner um, unless it could do one of these things. If it, it needed to eat on its own, walk on its own, or or stand on its own, um, because this particular uh, disease or whatever you know it is, it's a growth plate issue with this pet. Typically, what they end up doing is euthanizing the, the, the pet because it has been more or less fatal. Um, for animals. So she called me. What I asked the person to do is send me photographs. The photographs are my ability to connect with the here and the now. The photograph should be of the present condition, but I also want a photograph that goes back to the time when the animal was in a much healthier state. The reason I'm doing that is because past, present, future all exist in the now. What I'm trying to do is transfer the healthy DNA template from the image that I'm looking at on one computer monitor to the animal that's in distress that I'm looking at on another computer. What I have trained myself to do is clear my mind. So literally, I and I've been meditating for almost 50 years, and I'm older maybe than I look, but I've definitely been, uh, I am transferring what I'm receiving to this remote pet. When I send the energy, I my ego mind is not connected to, am I healing this person or pet physically? Is it emotionally? Is it spiritually? Be- because it's all of those things. It's impossible to separate the physical healing from the emotional healing to the mental healing to the spirit. Like it's impossible because all of these realms are connected. All energies are interconnected. So it could be something connected to like fear 
that fear could be manifesting in the body as a physical problem. But because the energy body is where the issue began, if we're not addressing that issue as well, which was maybe derived from an emotional thing, it's really hard to actually get to the physical thing. I love working with pets because they receive the energy without questioning it. Oh, yeah. And it's a huge (laughs) because (laughs) tell people this sometimes and, and sometimes they don't want to hear it, but I have to say it. When the energy is judged, oh, I wanted a physical healing, you know, like, um, it's, it's, it's coming, but your body knows what's best for you. Like you are a genius and your body has all the answers. So your body is going to do with the energy that it wants, the way that it wants in the right order. When it is judged though, that brings in what I've been sending is unconditional love. Unconditional love, electromagnetic, unconditional love. When condition gets placed on that, it's like putting a wall up because this is all about how deeply I can connect with the animal. So I'm, I'm talking to the animal, um, you know, just letting it know that I, I, I'm here. You know, I, 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 you're being sent love and this is going on for about an hour. I'm using uh, this pendulum over the photograph of the distressed animal. The pendulum isn't doing any work. What what the pendulum is doing is it's indicating the areas of distress. I will often go into these situations completely blind. Um, I can only work on the areas of the body or the photograph that I have. So in this case of this example, the woman sent me this photograph of the dog. I had his face and I had his two front legs. The pendulum took me immediately to his right front leg. And I worked on that leg for like an hour. Now, I didn't know if that was the cause, you know, if that was going to help this dog stand. Whatever happened there, though, it was beyond a physical level because a few hours after that, the dog began to eat. The veterinarian noticed about six hours later that he became slightly playful, like he was able to roll over and allow his stomach to get rubbed. So I asked the, the person to please go see the dog the next day because it definitely wants to be with you. And the more that your energy is now here, it's going to feel reassured because there's some kind of you know physical thing going on there as well. Fortunately, the next morning, the dog stood. So he stood and he ate, but he, he wasn't able to walk yet. Those two factors, though, permitted the vet to release the dog to the woman. So I had her take more photographs of the dog. And this time he was on his back with his legs spread. And again, the pendulum let me know that this, the reason why he wasn't walking is there was so much blocked energy. Now this is a a growth plate issue, which I don't really know about. I'm not a doctor or a vet in that way, but it was drawing these lines that were the inner and outer thigh, the coccyx tailbone, inner and outer thigh of, of, you know, both of these legs. And this whole thing went on for, again, about an hour, as most sessions are about an hour. I also worked on his tail, which didn't make much sense to me other than an alignment thing. But through all of this, what is amazing is that two mornings later, she couldn't find him because he had gotten up from his little bed and was trying to find her. So 
this is a process. This is not a miracle. This is basically an animal that when I tapped into his energy, I knew he wanted to stay here. And I, and I do want to say this because I, I also work with animals that are in the positions of transition. I've worked with animals that are terminal. And what I want to say is that sometimes the healing that I will do with them is partially physical. It might even be just to extend their life in a way that they can sort of go out with a bang, meaning that they will go out so that their, their pet parent sees them before the illness took over. Yeah. That's a healing in, in and of itself. Okay. And that is something that actually transforms the pet parent along the way, if they're tuning into that. So my role is not to give it life. My role is to give it what its higher self and what its ego self would like. Absolutely everything is possible. But, you know, I, I really want to stress with pet owners is that it is a twofer. What you say is that when you work with a pet, then there's also some healing that takes place for the owner of the pet or the family of the pet or whoever is connected to that pet. And um, we can probably talk a little bit about um, your sessions with Heidi. So Heidi is my 12-year-old uh, Jack Russell Terrier. And um, we initially just uh, started your process and we can kind of go through kind of what the sessions look like. So as you mentioned before, um, I provided you with some pictures of Heidi, some, um, you know, different angles, and then also a picture of young Heidi when she was only about three years old. The first thing I knew about Heidi was that she was a very proud dog, very mm -hmm. smart and very energetic. So when I got now, basically, I get signals from the pendulum. So again, I said, like, the pendulum is the tool, it, it allows me to see the markings. So when I get certain signs, whether it's a north south or an X, and sometimes I'll get an asterisk, the asterisk I place there is meaning extra work going in. If I get clockwise or counterclockwise circles, I know that I'm unwinding a lot of energy. So you had prefaced it with the fact that Heidi was a very vital dog that just had, you know, had a, a really blessed, wonderful life. And that's what I was getting, except I was also getting all of this unwinding stuff that didn't make sense. Like I said, that I have to clear my mind. So I have to go into this just going, the session's going to be what it's going to be. And then I have to share the results. Even if I don't want to share the results because I might be a little bit embarrassed that I've picked up stuff <laughs> that shouldn't be there. And now the thing that though, that really hit home with me is um, when, when the audience sees the photograph of her on her, she's lying on her right side and I've got these three green asterisks around the area of the bottom of her belly. And those asterisks, the results of basically five plus minutes of my pendulum literally hanging on that spot. And when that happens, I have to just be patient. And I have to really clear my mind, send love, send love, and have to wait for the pendulum to begin moving again. What I know there is that for whatever reason, extra energy is required there. Does that mean physically? I don't know. Is it emotional? Could be. It doesn't matter. I have to just allow it. Then oftentimes it'll start a big circle again, but then it happened again. 
And I'm thinking, okay, two times, that's kind of three times that it happened where the pendulum stopped in an abdomen where I'm not seeing scars. So I think in, even in my email write-up, and that's one of the things that I do send people. So I send people the diagram and then I explain the diagram. And just so you know, everybody, when you see the photographs, the colors mean nothing. Literally, mm-hmm. um, I'm just using whatever color is available to me. And I remember your first call to me after Heidi's first session was kind of like, you know, yeah, you told me that, you know, she doesn't really have any illnesses, but, you know, is there anything that you can think of why, you know, all of this and you explained to me and during that conversation, because he kept asking, is there anything you can think of why this could be? And then I remembered, which I had kind of forgotten. I don't know. It's, it's weird that I would forget to mention it, but it was so long ago. Heidi is 12 years old. Now this happened maybe when she was a year, year and a half old, um, she had been attacked by our neighbor's dogs, right? And we kind of talked about that. And then that kind of all came together. So the first session was the one where I've got all the markings on her. The second session was her profile. So I worked on her face. And that one was unique too, because um, and what I do with the color coding, just so you know, like the, the colors, again, mean nothing other than the fact that if there is a uh, if the pendulum is making a like I say a crisscross movement and that kind of thing, but it's all related to the same area. I'll use the same color, but if w- this pendulum is finished in a particular area, and then I just decide to go over and scan another area, that's a separate, unconnected location. So I'll use a different color. When I worked on her profile, knowing that potentially her eyes might have something, what what I realized was. Well, if it is an eyesight situation, it's not connected at all. So that was another concern. Like, uh, this doesn't make any sense. And then I noticed that where the white circle was, that that was definitely an, an area that had received some kind of trauma, whatever reason. And that's why I think I did even ask in your first email, have you always had her? Like, was she always with you? Because I'm thinking sometimes if you get a rescue animal, there might be part of the the animal story that you know you don't know i don't know yeah so yeah now the weirdest part was you've been traveling because you've got that fantastic rv so you're like in different Mm -hmm. parts of the country i hadn't heard back from you after i sent the i one and i was sort of like (laughs) oh my gosh like does burgett think i am just off my rocker because Mm -hmm. i'm sending all of this stuff that i'm picking up And that phone call that we had, though, was so fantastic for me because um, the healing part of it that came for you, because like I said, I didn't notice any markings, scars or anything on Heidi. But that doesn't mean that there aren't emotional or spiritual or mental scars in some way. And not even saying that those belong to Heidi, that the scars could actually in some ways belong to the pet owner. So something that you said to me on that phone call, which stood out, was that your husband reminded you of that time. And you had described how he had to literally scale a fence to get her away from the from these two animals. And they, in, in, in a way, you had kind of blocked it out or just sort of forgotten about it. But the in, interesting thing about the energy body is that doesn't forget. So what I feel like Heidi did in some ways was she gave me an opportunity to work with her to transfer something to Mm -hmm. you in terms of a deeper healing 
that for whatever reason had possibly been processed on a mental level, but might not have been processed completely on, you know, these different realms. I've always been so, um, so fascinated with Heidi, because, of course, in the initial aftermath of when she was attacked, she was super, super afraid of any dog, any dog that would like approach that she didn't know if it would except for our own other dogs of course but if any dog would approach her she would scream like in the first you know six months after the attack but then i was always so impressed with her because she seemed to really work through it because after that i mean we travel a lot we always meet other dogs we we're dog trainers so we always have other dogs coming to us mm. um and she completely seemed to have let go of this because she now is the most you know if there's another dog coming or she's just all happy and you know very trusting and but i'm always like totally like freaked out right the minute i see like i'm picking her up and i'm making sure that everything's okay before i let her interact and and so you know that was interesting to me because yeah it's more i really hadn't let go of that fear she has seemed to have worked through it but it seemed like i hadn't really let go of it right so that that was very interesting for me definitely <laughs> so so i'm seeing uh some really interesting applications here so if um you know somebody is out there and of course we have a lot of people that are involved in rescues and and try to do the best for these dogs and like you mentioned um a lot of the um rescue organizations they don't really know what type of trauma a dog might have gone through and and we've worked with um uh, you know extremely timid dogs that aren't trusting to um people anymore so i can see really see that there are some great applications because you know as it is emotional that is certainly um something that we all could see with an energy healing could be such a beneficial way to maybe release some of that energy but as you're saying it may not only be that that animal needs to release that trauma but it may also be that there is a deeper meaning into why that animal now is coming to the person that it's that it's coming to correct because sometimes we can't change the circumstances specifically but we can change our relationship to them and animals want to do that as much as people do but sometimes we think we're the ones who are controlling the entire environment and it really isn't it isn't all one or the other it's both yeah. sure well it's uh such a uh, interesting topic and of course um it's very very uh, unusual very new there aren't a lot of people that do what you do so um hopefully uh the conversation will get people to to open their minds to a new way and and i do believe that um we are we are not just a physical body we're more than than that and i do believe in the emotional and the energy body so um you know, it's, it's very, very interesting information. You never, you just saw pictures of Heidi, um, but you know, the, the whole time she's been sitting here and she's kind of whining, She, I, I kind of feel like I want to bring her on and she wants to meet you. Yes. <laughs> You've been whining well, the whole time. Heidi, oh my gosh. Go. Yes, she is beautiful. Is as soon as, and this is why I love having <laughs> of the eyes because <laughs> eyes, she's like a movie star. <laughs> so beautiful and so smart many many years from now the memory of that incident could have come back and it might have been one of these things that you thought about again oh that was a terrible thing that happened to Heidi and yet she gave the gift 
of allowing you to let that go, to let you know at this time, no, actually, you know what? I moved on. I'm, I'm cool. I can understand why, you know, it, it might have been hanging out there, but I'm good. <laughs> I think we're going to evolve our own humanity by recognizing sort of this angelic quality that is w- within our pets. So I could leave it at that. <laughs> that's lovely. That's a, that's a very nice way to leave it. So, of course, uh, tell uh, people where they can find you and how they can connect with you before we let you go. Sure. Uh, the website is Healings with Mark. So it's Healing with an S, Healings with Mark. And uh, to reach me, it's Mark at HealingsWithMark.com. And again, your website, very informative. So if there's anybody out there that wants to find out more, uh, start there. And then, of course, connect with you if they have questions. Thank you, Birgit. I really appreciate it. And happy travels. If you enjoyed today's episode of People with Passion for Pets, then check out the other interviews of season two. And as always, keep your paws on the road.